0: The following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. All right. Come on, give that to Jesus today. He's worthy. Hallelujah. I'm, just, I'm gonna speak tonight on thoughts on the blood. Thoughts on the blood, just some, just some thoughts, just five things that I have written down because Brad was supposed to be in the pulpit here tonight <clears throat> and not being able to be here. We made a beeline to be home because we wanted to take care of this church. We love you folks very, very much. And I wore my Austin, my CL, CLC Austin t-shirt tonight. <laughs> Amen, so if I start making a good point, I'm gonna go like this. Would you stand? You're incredible people, and don't leave here tonight without letting me say hi to you. We're taking communion tonight. We didn't do it last week because I wanted to be the one to serve it to you, so we're having communion tonight, and uh, I'm happy to be here. Exodus chapter 12 said, and thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, so you shall eat it in haste. It's the Lord's Passover. First John one and seven said, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. (laughs) Revelation 12, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony And they did not love their lives to the death. I will not be lengthy tonight. I'm not apologizing for that early. I'm just not fully prepared for what I would normally do in this pulpit on Wednesday night. So I'm going to speak tonight on thoughts on the blood. Thoughts on the blood. Turn to your neighbor and say, I want to help the pastor tonight. (laughs) Then look up here and say, Pastor, preach to me. Let the word touch my heart. Let Let it change my heart. heart. Preach to me tonight. tonight. Let the word touch my mind. Let Let it change my mind. Preach Preach to me tonight. tonight. Let me leave here a better person than what I was was when I came in. And you may be seated, you're awesome people. I love you. I want to make a statement tonight right off the bat. The power of the blood goes beyond sin. If you think that the power of the blood just eradicates sin, think again. It goes beyond sin. Hebrews nine twenty two said, and according to the law, I love this, almost all things are purified with blood. And without shedding of blood, there is no remission. Notice that the scripture does not say there is no remission of sin. It just simply says there is no remission. Get the word in your heart, just no remission. Sin is included here, but the power of the blood does not end when it takes care of our sin question. Amen. The priest in the Old Testament sprinkled almost everything with blood. And what wasn't sprinkled with blood was anointed or dabbed with anointing oil. And those priests had complete confidence in the power of the blood to cleanse and to deliver and to protect. Say it with me. Cleanse, cleanse. Deliver, deliver, and protect. The blood was a total purgative. It was a total package. Say it with me, total package. Luke used the word remission in his gospel, Luke chapter 24 verse 27. Luke was a physician and the medical concept of remission meant then what it still means now. Here it is. Someone with a disease in their body experiences remission when they start getting better and it means the disease has been arrested or is in retreat. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So the blood of the lamb attacks sin and chases it away. Sin retreats in the presence of the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen, Amen. I love that. Sin recognizes the blood of Jesus. It's like no other blood. It is unique. I remember reading a story years ago about World War II when the German soldiers would be wounded in battle and they would be taken in to some tent on the field or some hospital they would be transferred to and they would come in with blood transplants for them or tr- blood Blood uh, uh, donors would give blood to them and they would bring that blood to them and the German soldiers in one accord all of them said this, whose blood is that? Whose blood is that? If that's an American's blood, I don't want it. If that's a Frenchman's blood, I don't want it. If that's any other blood except German blood, take it out of here, I'd rather die. That was their motto. That was their thing that they said. I'm here to declare to you when I'm in trouble, (laughs) when I'm laid out, when I'm looking up to see bottom, when sickness has wrecked my body, when pain is all over me, when I'm struggling with the sin question, when I've got things going in my life that I don't need going on in my life. I don't want the blood of another man. I don't want the blood of a Frenchman. (laughs) I don't want the blood of a German. I don't want the blood of anybody except Jesus Christ. I'm here to declare the only thing, the only thing that brings remission is the shedding of blood. And the shedding of blood came from a man named Jesus Christ. So the blood, the blood, makes atonement for the soul. Say atonement. Atonement. The work of the flesh go in remission when the power of the blood drives them out. The blood makes atonement for the soul. Leviticus 17 and 11 says that. Now the word atonement means covering. It means simply covering. The blood of the Lamb of God does more than simply deliver us from sin. Its power covers us and protects us from more of that that's coming in the future. It's like it bubble wraps us. The blood of Jesus bubble wraps us. It covers and protects. I preached out of state a few years back and I told this story several years ago, but the subject that night was on the blood of the lamb. I have done a lot of preaching on the blood of the lamb and it was my go-to thought process today. And a man approached me after service, and he said he worked in a, in a slaughterhouse. And he said they killed all manner of animals there, horses and bulls and cows and goats and chickens. And he said, and pastor, we kill sheep. Then he said something that stunned me. He said, preacher, all the blood of all the animals is put in a common vat, and it's all mixed together. And yet when a sheep or a lamb's blood was put in the common vat, whether it was put in first or whether it's put in the middle or whether it's put in last, it would not mix with the other animal's blood. And not only would it not mix, it had a marble look, It was like marble. It was like oil and water. It was the oil over the water. And he said it rose to the surface it would not mix with any other animal's blood. It always rose to the top, always the top. He said, Pastor, we would stir it and it would still pop back up when the stirring was over. We'd try to push it down with things and it would still pop back up when the push was over. Because he said there's something about the blood of a lamb that just covers the rest of the blood in that vat. I wanna tell you something. The blood of Jesus atones for us. It heals us, it protects us, it covers us. There's nothing like the blood of Jesus, amen? Now I wanna share something with you. I wanna tell you this. When you get hooked up with this Jesus that I'm preaching about, when you go down in water and baptism, you come up and identify with him, there's a blood factor that follows you also. <laughs> as a factor because you are being identified with the one that shed his blood for us and when you come up out of that water, it doesn't just remit your sins, it protects you, it covers you, it walks with you, it never leaves you, it never forsakes you, it'll go with you always even to the end. It's not like you get wet one Sunday and you go home the next day and you're dried out the next morning. No, no, no. When you have the Jesus factor on you, the blood of the lamb protects you and it covers you because it is that in your life. It's an atonement for you. Oh, I love that. That ain't the best part. The best part's still coming. But the blood not only is an atonement for you, but it's a dividing line. It divides. God said, I will put a division in Exodus chapter 8 between my people and that people. I'm going to put a division. How are you going to put it? By the blood of the Lamb in Exodus 12. The New King James says, I will make a difference between my people and those people. But the original Hebrew reads, I will put redemption between my people and my people. And thy people. In other words, here's the beautiful story of it. When you get covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, you got something fighting for you that'll put a dividing line and say, Hell, got news for you. That's as far as you can go, big boy. That's as far as you can go. Now, I said all of that to say this because we are, we're, we're fearful of this corona thing again. It's coming back, it's stage five, and that kind of scares us, but i remind you that five in the Bible is not fear, it's grace. And I want to tell you tonight on a night when fear would want to haunt you and knock on your door, I want you to walk out of here in the grace of God knowing that there is a dividing line between the church of the living God and the people out there. Ah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I didn't think I had much, but I'm getting full right now. I'm declaring to you that there is a line drawn in the sand and it's by the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm on his side. I'm on his side. (laughs) It's kind of like Joshua when he was getting orders to go in to take Jericho down. An angel appears to him. And he said, whose side are you on? Joshua said, that angel said, I'm on the Lord's side. The Lord's always got angels on his side. I just need some people in this house to walk out of here tonight saying, I know what side of the line I'm on. And I will be covered by the blood of the lamb. If those people in Exodus 12 put blood on the door and over the lintel, We need to go home tonight and not get your paint buckets out and not go kill a lamb and and do this physically, but you need to walk into your house. It's time now for a little apostolic authority. You ready? Walk in your house and say, I purge this house of all diseases. I purge this house of all fear. I purge this house of everything that's unlike my God. And I plead the blood of Jesus Christ on this house. Come on, folks. If we got it, we might as well use it. If we got it, we might as well use it. And we've got it. We've got it. He said, you have not because you ask not. You need to claim some things in your home. I remember. I remember. When my mom and dad, when a storm would start up in West Texas, my dad would get the front of the house and mom get the back of the house and they'd walk around until they met each other. There's pleading the blood over every window, every door. We had doors, folks, share cars, we had doors that had this much. A rat could have run under those doors. And that we put towels under there to stop the flow. And I remember my daddy saying, I don't care if we got crevices in this house. I don't care if we've got poor pains in this house. I don't care if we've got bad doors in this house. We're going to have better one day. He would say that. But we plead the blood of Jesus over this house. And we never had a house blow away. We never had to go to a storm cellar. We always believed that God was able to do what he said he would do. If you've got got access to it, folks, use it. If you've got access to it, use it. Call on the name of Jesus and claim the blood of Jesus over your house that the coronavirus is not going to take your family, is not going to destroy your home, but you're going to be victorious through this five with the grace of God. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. I love the blood of Jesus. I love to talk about it. The story about the slaughterhouse is one beautiful story, but... I think I got one a little better for you. God made lambs, you know. And lambs' blood was the first antidote for snake bites. Oh, I am. You get bit by a snake back in the day, they'd put some lambs' blood in you, and that snake bite would go away because, see, a lamb has the ability when a snake bites it to turn the poison to protein. And so instead of making the lamb weak, it makes the lamb stronger. Now I've preached that before, but some of you wasn't in this church and you're getting a grip on that now, aren't you? Huh? Isn't that powerful? Isn't that good stuff? So, so here, here's something else I want to share with you. I got to researching lambs. I got to researching them. And when God made lambs, he made their blood different already we know because they were the first antibody, the first antidote for snake bites. But the first, first, trans, the first human transmission of blood uh, in, in, in France was a lamb's blood and the man lived a while. They put lamb's blood in a man instead of human blood and the man lived for a while. Now I'm not suggesting you do that. <laughs> but I'm just saying that the power of the blood of the lamb is wonderful even in four-footed beasts. You never hardly ever hear Of a lamb being stricken by Lightning Because God Put a positive pole In that lamb he put a positiveness In that lamb there's no negative Blood in lambs It's positive so when Positive lightning comes positive Blood flows out and Those magnets throw each other back In the other direction they don't get stricken like other animals do because they have a positive flow inside of them. Can I tell you something, folks? When you get hooked up to the blood of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, there's some positive going to come out of you. You're going to be walking down the street. Now listen, now listen. this is funny. You're going to be walking down the street and COVID going to be saying, Ooh, get away from him because there's something coming out of him. There's something coming out of him. There's something coming out of him. It's the power, the positive power of Jesus Christ. You got to get a hold of that. I know it sounds funny. But greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Go home and check that out. I know you will anyhow. So, the blood is a dividing line it divides the next point the blood protects us from the plagues of the evil one when those nine plagues were in Egypt they never bothered the children of God they were in another place they were in Goshen when darkness came there was light when the water turned to blood they still had good water I'm telling you, God will take care. But you've got to get on that page. You've got to get on that page. You can't live in that that book of fear. Saying, oh God. (laughs) What are we going to do? What are we going to do? You know, I know the devil would like to jump on me tonight because I'm preaching something powerful against him. But I declare to you, that what I am preaching is greater than anything hell can throw against you. And when those, when, and when those firstborn of Egypt were destroyed and taken, they were, they were taken that night, the Israelites did not lose one son, did not lose one animal, did not lose one, one, one situation in their life because the blood covered them. It protects us. Folks, believe me, we've got something in our hand, in our heart, in our life that will protect us and we've got to use it. Come on, clap your hands. Let's use it, let's use it, let's use it. And finally, the blood talks, it speaks. The blood speaks. Hebrews 12 said, And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, And to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. So what does the blood say? What does the blood say? When the enemy Satan tries to get his hands on a child of God, he hears this voice that you and I don't hear. The Hebrew boys were in a fiery furnace and there was a fourth man in the fire. They didn't see him, but the people that mattered saw him. And Nebuchadnezzar said he... He looks like the son of God. But when the enemy Satan tries to get his hands on a child of God, he hears a voice that you and I don't hear. It's kind of like a dog whistle. A dog can hear it and we can't. And the voice of the blood says this. You ready? Get your filthy hands off my child. That's what he says. And the devil loses, loses his grip because you're under The protection of the blood. The devil can't hold on to a blood washed, blood bought, blood taught, spirit filled believer. So Israel's captors and the Egyptians watched them splatter blood on their doorpost. In fact, until the plagues came, the Israelites were probably the laughing stock of all Egypt. But as the sun went down on that fateful last night, the Egyptians living near the Israelites, may have said among themselves, what are those crazy Hebrews doing this time? And they watched them splattering blood on their doorposts. But hear me now, hear me. Four plus centuries of spiritual, physical, and mental poverty ended that night. 430 years. Say 430 years. And all that poverty ended that night in a matter of hours. Prison doors were opened and generations born into bondage were set free. Say, set free. Set free. Something's got to happen in your life. Something's going to, have to happen in your life that you're going to believe in the blood of Jesus like I'm preaching it right now. Amen. You're going to take a hold of it and say, I've got something in my pocket. I've got something in my life that it will defeat any enemy of this world, whether it be disease whether it be an onslaught of hell, whether it be something with my family, I've got something in my life. God said the blood shall be a sign or a token for you, Exodus 12 and 13. A token is a small part, a sign, a symbol of something far greater. Listen, consider the principle in the way the priests were to certify the cure of lepers in the Old Testament. Now, I've never preached this here but I'm going to preach it here tonight. When a leper was cleansed, he was to go to a priest and bring him two birds, two birds to the priest. And the priest would pour water into a basin Then he would kill one of the birds, this is for the cleansing, and allow the, its blood to mix with the water. So there was bloody water in this base. Then the priest would bind the living bird, he'd bind him, to a piece of wood and a sprig of hyssop using a piece of scarlet thread. And finally, the living bird would be doused or baptized with the blood and water by the priest. Then immediately, the quivering, frightened bird would be taken to an open field where it would be set free to fly away. All because of the wood, the hyssop, the scarlet thread, and the blood in the water. So, hear this, Pastor, tonight as I come to a close. The bird was free because of the death of another kind like himself. I'm going to say it again. The bird, was, the bird was free because of the death of another kind like himself. Jesus came and became one of us so that he could set us free. That's why water baptism is part of our liberty. In the past, we were trapped and bound in the clutches of sin. We had no hope until the blood and the water and the substitute took away our sentence of death. Please remember, it was no accident when the soldier pierced the side of Jesus after he was dead on the cross. And a mixture of blood and water came forth. We were quivering and fearful in the hands of things around us. But now we can say, with an old piece of wood from Calvary, with a scarlet thread of my sin and guilt, with a hyssop of my cleansing, and still dripping from my baptism in the blood and water from Christ's side, they took me to an open field and set me free. And John said, therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. It should have been me that died. I could have been the one that was chosen, but Jesus took my place. And because of that, I will be buried with him in baptism. And I'll run to the open field saying, I am free, I'm free, I'm free. Listen. When you go home tonight, don't you walk in a house with fear. Don't you walk in a house with intrepidation. Don't you walk in a house believing that something's going bad going to happen. Get your mind off of that. Start thinking better things. Start thinking bigger things. Start thinking more awesome things. If God be for us, who can be against us? If the music people will come, we're going to have communion. Now the veil is no longer there. The veil was rent in twain. When Jesus died, we are told that when Jesus died on the cross, the veil in the temple was rent or torn. In fact, one theologian said it was like sand melting to the ground. There's no way it could have been sewn back. It was like a pile of sand just fell down. But you got to get this: it was torn from top to bottom. Say top to bottom. Top to bottom. Top to bottom? The blood of Jesus ran down from his head, top, to the bottom of his feet that were nailed to the cross, bottom. The blood of Jesus deals with us from top to bottom. There's nothing. That ain't cause I'm preaching. I love this t shirt. There's nothing that hell can do. Do you understand that hell can't curse what God's blessed? Do you understand that? Do you understand that? Do you understand that you have have a safety net. You have something in your life. You're not walking out here barefooted in the sticker patch. You're walking shooed. Because you're not a slave, you're a servant. Servants wore shoes, sons wore shoes. Slaves went barefooted, you're not barefooted tonight. You have something. So the power of blood goes beyond sin. Say it goes beyond sin. The blood makes atonement, it covers me. The blood is a dividing line. The blood protects and the blood speaks. Isn't it great to know that there's power in the blood of Jesus amen amen thank you for letting me talk to you tonight thoughts on the blood I just want to bring you some thoughts on the blood some things that just went through my head today my wife was trying to talk to me and I was trying to think and she is trying to play a, a book online and I was trying to think And it finally hit me. If ever a church, if ever a city, if ever a country needed to hear the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, it's right now. I've never seen such a gripping fear on people, such a gripping fear on this society. And fear has torment, but perfect love casts out fear. Are you ready to walk out of here tonight and claim victory in your life? Are you ready? Stand on your feet. Let's take communion here tonight. Let's take communion. Amen. Love you guys. I love you guys. Love you, Eric. Didn't our praise team do wonderful tonight? Randy, we miss you, buddy. And when Randy's father passes, I will be going up to do the funeral and help Randy out. Be gone just a I'll be back the next day. But I want you to know that we miss Randy, we miss him, and Randy misses us, and if his father has not passed by tomorrow, I think he'll come on home for the weekend, although we have already reached out and uh, got a hold of Ricardo Sanchez, and he said, I think I can be there Sunday, Pastor. He's gonna be here with us Sunday, so we're gonna have some great music, but I, 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 Ricardo's going to bring his A-game, because these young'uns right here brought it tonight. Would you, would you take your bread in your hand it just feels so good to have fellowship with you I'm so happy to be home thank you for letting me preach an abbreviated message tonight to you take the bread in your hand and say Lord thank you for the cross thank you for dying in my stead thank you for giving yourself a ransom I thank you for that because the devil demanded that the world demanded that and you stepped up and you did it. You came to seek and save that which was lost. So I receive your broken body to me tonight as a token of what you have done for me. Receive it. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. Now take your fruit of the vine, your grape juice. Amen. Hold it up. This is what I talked about tonight, folks. This represents the blood of Jesus. So I hope, I'm sorry to say this, so I hope when you take this tonight, you kind of feel it go all the way down. And just feel invigorated because it's a token of what he did for you on the cross 2,000 plus years ago. What a joy to share communion with you tonight. Would you receive the blood of Jesus Christ? Amen. Amen. Now listen to me before you leave. Don't go home and do this number. Say come on. Come on then. Come on. No, 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 no. Walk behind the blood. Walk behind the blood. Say, I plead the blood over this house and let Jesus do your fighting for you. He'll take care of your situations. Amen. Clap your hands real big. Clap your hands real big. Hallelujah.